The scripture this morning is Mark 2, 1 through 12. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. Good morning, Faith Westwood. To those online as well as those on site, welcome. Now, we are in the Lenten season. Those uh, are very important days to focus on our spirituality and our discipleship as we journey with Jesus toward the cross. We invite you to participate fully in this season and to mark your calendars for our Holy Week services. You can go to faithwestwood.com slash Easter 2024 for more information. You can also, a reminder that you can pick up a, a guide, that kind of schedule, and our study guide, as well as our Greater Love Offering Envelope as you leave today as resources. Now, this Lenten season, we are going to remember the stories where Jesus says, go, and where he conquers, forgives, frees, feeds, heals, summons, enters, and sends. Last week, we saw how Jesus conquers temptations with the word of God. In our passage today, Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man, telling him to go home. In response, the people were amazed. So in what ways might Jesus be inviting you to receive forgiveness and healing? In that spirit, please join me in prayer. Almighty God, open our ears that we may hear your word. Open our eyes that we may see your glory in our midst. And open our hearts that we might know your spirit's presence with us in these moments. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, when Jesus says go, people respond and their lives are transformed. We really see this in our gospel passage today, where a paralyzed man is not only healed physically, but also spiritually. Now, it was after the baptism and temptation of Jesus that he immediately begins to proclaim the good news. He calls his first disciples and he heals many. Our setting for our passage is in Capernaum. It's in the northern region of Galilee, believed to be the hometown of Peter and a place for Jesus and the disciples to gather and to retreat. 
the Gospel of Mark even named this as their home. So we could certainly think about this as their home base for mission and ministry. Jesus and his disciples were then found in a house. It wasn't uncommon for Jesus to be found in the synagogues teaching and preaching. Yet this setting provides its own challenges. A crowd has filled the space in order to hear what Jesus had to say. Imagine that space being filled with so many people, the disciples, the teachers of the law, and those who wanted to see this Jesus for themselves and to hear the word of God proclaimed. Now, we don't know the topic of conversation for Jesus, but we know that his preaching was interrupted. As Jesus was talking, suddenly there was a commotion coming from above. This wasn't like the heavens opening up at his baptism, but this was noisy and this was messy. Imagine those layers of mud and straw coming undone. All eyes were fixated on the roof and what was happening. And when the opening was big enough, it was clear that there were four men plus a man who was on a mat. And he was being lowered into the space in front of Jesus. The unnamed man in this passage was paralyzed and obviously in need of physical healing. Now, our scene really does present like the other miracle stories. Those who witnessed this would have expected Jesus the healer to recognize the man's faith and to heal him with a word or even a touch. But instead, Mark's gospel reveals that Jesus saw their faith, that is, the faith of the friends. This paralyzed man had a few good friends move him toward healing. We don't know whose idea it was. Perhaps the man begged his friends to help him to be freed from his condition. Or perhaps the friends begged the man to want to be freed from his condition. But they all wanted to see Jesus. And they would take those extreme measures to see him. Ultimately, it was their faith that leads to what comes next. Because when Jesus saw their faith, he says to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Wait, what? What, what happens next is, is completely unexpected. Jesus actually knows what the teachers of the law were thinking to themselves. That Jesus is blaspheming himself as they asked in their hearts, why does he talk like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Mark tells us that immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And Jesus wasn't afraid to address it. Why were they thinking these things? And Jesus said to them, which is easier to say this to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? Now that is a question, and it brings up more questions about the connection between forgiveness and healing. Don't worry, we're going to get to that in a few moments. Yet Jesus does not want anyone in that home to leave not knowing or understanding that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. Now, this passage is the very first to refer to Jesus as the Son of Man. This term likens Jesus to be the representative of God's true people who has authority from heaven 
yet is opposed by political and spiritual forces on earth. With just a few words, the Son of Man presents a conspiracy and a controversy. For the teachers of the law, it's perfectly okay for this Jesus guy to teach from the Torah, even though he often leaned into the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. It was okay for this Jesus to heal people. There were healers. And yet to forgive sins was not to be in his skill set nor ability, according to those teachers of the law and religious leaders of the day. So to prove that his authority goes beyond their understanding and expectations, Jesus also heals the man with the words, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. The unnamed paralyzed man did in fact get up. He took his mat. He was no longer going to need it. He walked out in full view of all of them. He was lowered from a roof, a paralyzed man, and he walked out free from his sin as well as from what paralyzed him. Jesus forgives of course, that is the main point of the story. And of course, we are going to have to trust Jesus on this one. The forgiveness of the man's sins before his healing indicates that, that Jesus knows the man's whole story. And we don't need to go there. That place where we want to know what the paralyzed man did to need the forgiveness of his sins. Rather, we need to go to the place to recognize that the man's spiritual issues were cared for along with his spiritual ones and physical ones. Honestly, people can be healed and not forgiven. They can be forgiven and not healed. Yet for the paralytic, he experienced that Jesus forgives and Jesus heals. This is the good news that the Son of Man came to proclaim, that people can repent and believe the good news. They can receive grace and forgiveness. They can receive healing and mercy. For Mark, it's important to establish Jesus as the Son of Man. Jesus is fully human and fully divine. Jesus is everything that the people needed and so much more. Now, you may notice that John Wesley's up here. This is a reminder today that, that our confirmation students are having their first retreat today. We're going to bless them in a few moments. But from time to time in the messages, I might say, confirmation students, this is on the test. And when I say that, it means it's important. So it's important for us to know what Mark's focus is. Because we're going to come back to Mark several times during this Lenten season. But I want to invite you to re-enter the story with me and reflect on the perspective from each of the characters. I want you to hear the perspective from the crowds. Why in the world are we here in this home? It is so crowded. It is so hot. We can literally smell the people who are right next to us. We can barely hear what is happening, let alone see what is happening. Will Jesus have enough time and space to finish his preaching and to provide the healing for those who need it most? And when that roof began to crumble, what were those guys thinking? That was incredibly rude and it was dangerous. Someone could have gotten hurt. And yet we are amazed. We have never seen anything like this. 
and hear the perspective of the disciples. Why in the world are we here in a home? Jesus can preach to hundreds of people from that boat on the Sea of Galilee, and he's going to encounter even greater crowds than this. What did Jesus expect to happen? The people were so desperate seeking the Son of Man's words in his touch. And when that roof opened up, it took us by surprise, but it was so cool. The faith of these men to help their friends, the faith of the man to seek Jesus, we are amazed. We have never seen anything like this. Hear the perspective of the teachers of the law. Why in the world are we here in this home? We're the ones with authority. We say when it's time for something to happen. Jesus comes along and everyone crowds in and follows him. Who is this guy? They believe him to be the promised Messiah. He refers to himself as the son of man, yet he just blasphemed himself. And he read our minds. What kind of magic is this? Even so, the man was forgiven, and then he actually received healing. We hate to admit that we are amazed. We have never seen anything like this. And hear the perspective of the friends of the paralyzed man. How in the world are we going to get into this home? Our friend has been paralyzed for such a long time. What if this Jesus could heal him? We want it for him and he wants it too. Yet it took us so long to carry him to the home and then it was completely full inside and outside. Let's go through the roof. <laughs> Why not? We had to carefully dig through that roof. We could smell the dry mud and straw. We certainly hoped that the people underneath would catch the hint and move out of the way. Apparently it worked and Jesus saw our faith. We too are amazed. We have never seen anything like this. And hear the perspective of the paralyzed man. Am I ever going to get into this home? And what happens if I do? Others say that Jesus knows things about people. Will he know everything about me? When he forgave my sins, I knew the answer. And this son of man healed me too, telling me to go home. I am amazed. I have never seen anything like this. At different places in our faith journey, I imagine that, that we might identify with different characters of the story, and yet they all speak to us, don't they? Now, commentary suggests that there are literal stories and then there are symbolic ones. If so, we are invited to consider what the man's condition might represent for him, for others in the story, as well as for us. Spiritually speaking, the man was obviously stuck and or paralyzed in addition to his physical symptoms. Again, we don't know the whole story and we don't need to. All we need to know is that he had some faith-filled friends who helped him to experience healing from his paralyzed state. Max Lucado says that to heal the body is temporal, to heal the soul is eternal. The man experienced wholeness of his body, mind, and spirit, exactly what he needed. Now, good old John Wesley believed that one should always seek the kind of healing that, that promotes wholeness. But I want you to think about the human condition that, that Jesus encountered daily with the religious leaders, the disciples, and the crowds. 
daily he encountered mostly God-fearing people, and yet they were in need of, of healing and wholeness. They were paralyzed in their ways, stuck in their mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual issues. The teachers of the law couldn't move beyond their own understanding of traditions of faith and law. They were watching, waiting, judging, losing control. How might you and I be like those religious leaders today, avoiding the temptation to be judgy and yet thinking that we've never done it this way before? The disciples struggled to move beyond their own expectations of what the Son of Man would be like. They were learning, growing, willing to hang on to his every word. How might you and I be like these disciples today, trusting in Jesus and in his way of doing things? And the crowds, they struggled to move beyond their own understanding and expectation of everything that the Messiah needed to be for them and for the world. They were anticipating, they were seeking, they were believing yet doubting, hoping that he was the one. So how might you and I be like those in the crowd today, wanting to believe yet recognizing our own doubts and fears? Our passage is all about forgiveness, yet it is also about how faith moves us toward that forgiveness. We have to recognize that the friends of the paralyzed man weren't stuck at all. They were able to think outside of the box and outside of that house in order to move their friend toward healing. Remember again that when Jesus says go, people respond and their lives are transformed. The paralyzed man was able to go home forgiven, healed, changed, and transformed. And yet even his friends had their faith affirmed. They were changed too. In fact, every single person in that house had the opportunity to experience the authority of the Son of Man, to see what faith in him could do. So in this Lenten season, I ask you, are you paralyzed? Are you stuck in your own mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual issues? Some of you may be stuck because of pain and suffering. Some of you may be stuck because of grief and loss. Others may be stuck because of anger and hurt. Today, do you seek forgiveness and or healing? Because Jesus does not want you to be stuck Jesus does not want you to be paralyzed by the things of this world. So are you ready to let these things go? Jesus wants you to experience forgiveness, healing, and wholeness. In fact, Jesus says to you, your sins are forgiven. You can find healing. Go home. In the name of Jesus Christ, I invite you to receive this forgiveness and this healing of Jesus. And I, too, invite you to go home, but not the way you came. Be changed, transformed, and willing to receive the forgiveness and healing that Jesus Christ has to offer. Go. Amen. Friends, I'd invite you to find a posture for prayer. Let us pray.
Almighty and gracious God, you meet us exactly where we are today. Recognizing that sometimes life is difficult. Recognizing that we find ourselves in need of forgiveness for the little things that we do and the big things that we do. And God, sometimes we, we carry these things with us like books in a backpack. Sometimes we wear these things like a badge of honor, reminding ourselves and others what we've experienced and what we have gone through. But God, you invite us in the name of the Son of Man to lay these burdens down, to lay these barriers down, to let them go because they're not serving any purpose for us. In fact, they're getting in the way of our mission and purpose to be your people, forgiven, loved, and free. So God, in these moments, let us confess our hearts to you. Those things that are, that are getting in the way and mucking things up. Like that mud and straw roof that was torn apart, God, help us to, to break these things down. To find that opening and space where we can be right there in front of you where we hear your words, your sins are forgiven. You are healed. Go home. God, thank you for the gift of forgiveness, for the gift of your love and grace and mercy. Help us to go home today knowing that you do love us, that we are forgiven and free free to serve you, free to fully worship you, and free to believe in the one you sent. And God, all of this we pray in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.